Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Before I do, um, I'll give you an update on the Have NFT. We launched this past weekend. Uh, did did a well, well, you know, a good uh, number of six figures. 
Um, it was fantastic. We had every single tech problem you can imagine. Credit cards didn't work. It didn't work in Texas and New York. And we had platform problems and uh, you name it. It was, it was, it was hellacious, but we made it through and we're still, um, you know, trudging on and we're fixing some of those issues and moving forward. So we're a good thing. It's a great thing. You know, the, the, the crypto community expects an overnight success as far as selling out. We never expected that or wanted that because we're about sustainability. Our project is, is to help veterans and consolidate all of the all of the issues out there that are already existing sorry all of the nonprofits out there that are already existing all the support structures that are already existing and putting them in one central place and documenting it making it irrefutable for anyone to follow whether it's the the husband's wives uh, children or the battle the warrior themselves um, and so that's what we're all about i do um if you want to go to have nft.io um, and check it out we'd love your support it's real simple uh, and it gets you access to a community uh, who actually really cares and uh, gives you access to um, investment opportunities and a guaranteed um, return of investment uh, because we are staking 40% of our profits in order to give back to anyone who holds an NFT. Enough of that. All right. So <clears throat> just, just going on that. So I, uh, I had a very uh, scary day last week. So I've told a story in here before about the Iraqi girl that I met when I was in Iraq, the little girl. And I told that story in here one time. And um, Alexander, I, I talk, I'll tell you the story in a minute, but I, Alexander coined this phrase, butterscotch moments. And then Mighty Mel did a video called butterscotch moments. And uh, I wasn't, it was, it was, it was Thursday, March 7th in 1991. And I was standing at a checkpoint in Basra, near Basra, Iraq, after the ceasefire had happened. And if anyone remembers back in those days, um, President Bush Sr. told the Shiites in Iraq if they had an uprising against Saddam Hussein, our troops would help. Well, they did an uprising and we were told to stand down and not help. And we couldn't go over and help. So needless to say, uh, they got massacred in Basra. Basra was burning. And then the refugees and the, and the people fleeing started coming to our checkpoint, Highway 8 outside of Basra. And in the distance, I see a little girl or a pink dot uh, coming towards me. I'm thinking pink in the middle of the desert because there was no city around us. It was just a highway. And uh, Basra was about 20 clicks away. You could see it through the desert. And um, clicks, sorry, kilometers. And uh, as, they come, as this pink dot comes closer, I see it's a little girl with a pink dress on with her arms out to her sides like she's flying like an airplane and she's walking with an adult and as she comes closer i see that uh her uh this pink dot was a i guess a summer dress that they had put over her body which was burnt from the neck down and was her clothes were sort of attached to her skin so she wasn't crying. She was walking, holding her hands out, I guess, to ease the pain. Uh, she came to me. Uh, it was crushing. Um, and I uh, brought her to the medics. And the medics bandaged her up. And she came back out. And uh, when she came out, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know what to do. And I have an aunt. Her name's Aunt Boots. Um, it's also Monica's aunt. Beverly has her name. And um, she would send me butterscotch candy in the desert. So I had something to keep my mouth wet. And so I pulled a butterscotch candy out of my 
grenade pocket and I gave it to her, this little girl who was barred from head to toe. And she looked at me and sort of held it in front of her if it was okay for her to eat it right now. And I shook my head, yes. And I, you know, I got down on my knee and handed her the candy. She said that. And when she opened it, she smiled. And beautiful, most beautiful smile I'd ever seen and to this day. And it was obviously because of the contrast between being in the middle of a war and a smile of a gentle little girl who had lost everything but was thankful for next to nothing, which was a piece of butterscotch candy. And that moment, <clears throat> I had to fully allow myself to accept the reality that was in front of me, of which I had no control. And I couldn't help her the way I wanted to. And it was, it was really, really difficult. But here's the thing, I had to be willing to truly meet her, you know, to truly see her in that moment. And it was heartbreaking in a way that I still dream about very often. I was able to hand her that candy and create love and connection in a moment where it should have been impossible. You know, I've, I've never been able to forget, forget that moment and, and I'll be willing to bet and I hope, hope that she doesn't either and I dream about her all the time. I wish I could meet her actually. If she survived, and I hope she did, if she somehow made it out and lived, it wasn't a candy that I gave her. It was a doorway out of her trauma. It was a door through which she could reclaim her faith in humanity despite everything that happened that day. And honestly, that's, that's what the moment has to be for me. Can't be anything else. And so that butterscotch moment, that was pegged the butterscotch moment by Alexander Gonzalez. Well, someone sent me a, after hearing that, they sent me all the way to Hungary a bag of butterscotch candies. And uh, my daughter grabbed one. I didn't think anything of it. She grabbed it and put it in her mouth and walked into the other room and then came out a couple of seconds later um, with a look on her face that scared the shit out of me. And she just said, Daddy, and pointed to her throat. So this candy, butterscotch candy, got stuck in her throat. I, I stayed calm and I tried to Heimlich maneuver and I tried to get my finger down her throat. It was stuck to a point where it wouldn't come out. And uh, she started panicking. And I was, you know, I was like, oh my God, what the F is going on here? What's going on? And in that moment, that statement, butterscotch moment came into my head. And it was like, I have the power to change this right now. And with one last sort of push, I got it out of her by hitting her in the middle of her back quite a few times. My son cried for an hour after that. And it just showed me the two sides of the same coin, how beautiful that butterscotch candy was in Iraq and how horrible it was in my living room here. And it just sh showed me how abrupt changes uh, in life just make everything, uh, bring everything into perspective. And then, and then, um, 
two days later, I, uh, I'm with a, a woman that I'm, I'm friendly with and she's not feeling so well. And I realized her skin is clammy and cold. So I say, we got to go to the doctor. And she says, no, no, no. Anyway, I took her to the hospital and if I hadn't taken her to the hospital, she would have died. And I was like, what the F is going on? You know, what am I experiencing here? There's, there's, it's like death is around me, but I didn't see it as a, like, as feeling sorry for myself. I, I felt like, okay, there's something that's supposed to be dying off around me. There's something in the energy, there's something going on. And, you know, it was, <laughs> it was very difficult to deal with those two situations since back to back like that. But again, what were those moments for me? You know what I mean? What were they? I, you know, it's, it's the, it's, we gotta, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's, it's possible to create space in those moments to rewrite, to rewrite what's possible in the face of impossibleness. So if that's even a word. And if we want to pan out a little bit, whether it's a recession, climate change, change demographics, AI replacing humans, uh, all the issues and the augmented reality or all these perceived bad things that are happening when change happens, most people go on the defensive. They react, they attack, or they withdraw. And uh, what I want to invite you to do is to develop a process to face and embrace the things that trigger you so you can build your own escape hatch no matter how bad things get. And in building that escape hatch, you'll be rewriting the rules of, of your own life, of your own business. You know, they say that irony is good for the blood, right? So what happened to me that day in Basra set the wheels in motion for me to go from a guy who carried a gun and was trained to kill people to someone whose ultimate mission is to re-script what's possible for humanity. And I believe through our book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, we've already started that. And I believe through our Have NFT project, Helping Veterans, we've already started that. And I see this as a mission that's bigger than anything. And we have, for instance, veterans from the UK, from Australia and from Canada already wanting to join to start a Have NFT in their own country. Now, that what's possible for humanity, right? And this is the same opportunity you're faced with today. And I mean opportunity. The more dire and urgent and impossible the situation seems, the bigger the potential for dramatic positive change. Simple as that. So let's talk about that exact mechanism that you can use to do this. And I, you, you, most of you know it if you've read the book. It's called Creating Space. The problem with talking about this in a room like this is that pretty much the opposite is, is of, of what's gotten you here. It's pretty much the opposite of what's gotten you here. So you're, you're going to want to tell me like, yeah, okay, Steven, right. I'm just going to let go and, and create space. But here's the deal. You can't control your way past the coming changes. You want to hear that again? You cannot control your way past the changes that are up among us, amongst us, upon us. Control may have gotten you here, but it's not going to get you further down that road. Anyone heard of a guy called Steve Jobs? I'm sure you've, you have. Uh, he's gone now, but most people know who he is. Well, this shift from control, this is the exact pivot that he was forced to make. 
and that took Apple from a dinky little company to the iconic brand that it has become today. And Steve Jobs probably started like all of us, you know, scrappy, innovative, driven, hustling, grinding, and you know, making projects fly with the power of your mind and just pure grit. But when he hit a wall, the industry shifted, and the industry shifted. The old way stopped working, and the CEO fired him. He fired from his own company. I can't imagine what it's got to be like to be fired from your own dream. I mean, can you imagine? But that's what's coming to everyone who ignores the writing on the wall, in my opinion. Steve Jobs had to create space for himself first. He had to allow himself to stop being the Steve Jobs he thought he knew he was to create room for him to grow into the Steve Jobs that he needed to become. This is not a doing thing. This is a becoming thing. You don't do this. You become this. And I lived it in Basra that day. I was fundamentally changed in that moment. I went from trying to control the uncontrollable to understanding that if I could face my deepest fears, if I could find a way to embrace them, then there was a whole other reality right under my nose. And it's a shift. The same thing happened with my daughter and on the weekend with um, this woman in the hospital. There's a whole other reality right under my nose and I wasn't seeing it. And if this is the universe's way of waking my ass up, well, I welcome it, even though it is painful. But Steve Jobs became the leader we know him to be today. By making the choices to stop telling his team what to do and stop trying to control them, he had to trust himself and the universe enough to stop screening for skill, which is predictable and controllable, and start hiring for character. Instead of telling his team what to invent, he now spent his energy fleshing out a vision and recruiting his team's knowledge, excitement, energy, and momentum to create it without a map or a plan, while everyone told him it was flat out impossible. Let me ask you this. What, where do you go when someone tells you something's impossible? Where does your mind go? Where does your body go? Where does your energy go? Do you get mad? Do you play with that chip on your shoulder? Because I've, I, you know, because I've worked with too many people who play this way and come to me after they've already shot the goose that lays, that lays the golden eggs or fired them because they were reactive, because they didn't trust in that space. And they bought the BS story that's in front of them without knowing how to recognize the opportunity. What could, I, what could I have done? How could I have reacted to my daughter almost choking, to my friend almost dying? Can I see it as a reaction, as negativity going down the spiral? I'm not going to lie, I did. Very short period, I did. I, was, I felt guilty. I felt ashamed. I felt I wasn't good enough. I felt like I failed as a father. It didn't last long, thank God, because I recognize it as an opportunity. I mean, honestly, what other choice do we have, <laughs> You know, do we sit in that spiral of negativity or do we turn it around into something positive and try to make it good? Well, I, I always choose that second one, no matter how freaking hard it is. And I'll tell you what, especially now, it's super difficult. This war in, in Ukraine next to me, I'm getting called every day. I'm meeting with Russians and Ukrainians and they're like coming to me. It's like crazy trying to help medical aid on top of everything else that I'm doing, you know? Anyway, so it was an opportunity that I'm creating, right? So the people who buy into the BS story in front of them don't, don't know how to create space to invite the reality they want because they get sucked into the drama of the moment. And by the way, you don't need to be Steve Jobs to make this work. 
how 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 many of you here can recognize that either you 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 or somebody very senior on your team or in your area or your partner or something is a bottleneck in this respect. If you have a bottleneck, and many teams and companies do, you're obviously stunting growth. Picture this way, and this is one of my favorite analogies. If you have a goldfish in a fishbowl on your counter, that's as big as a goldfish is ever going to get, about an inch long, right? You take that same goldfish, that same exact goldfish, one you get at the, at the, at the hardware store, wherever you get them, fish store, you take them and you toss, them to, toss it into a pond with space to swim and a reason to live, that fish will get at least four times the size it is in that bowl because they fill the space they're given. We have that potential. Your team has that potential to, 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 to fill the space we're given. And do they have an adequate reason to live? Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Do we have an adequate reason to live? Well, that's your job, isn't it? It's your job for yourself and for your team and for your family. And it doesn't always have to be about money either. It's about potential. By creating space for everyone to tap into their own potential and giving them something worthwhile to work towards, you create potential in your surroundings for your company and for everyone you're involved with. Where previously, there may have just been an obstacle or a block. So how do you create space for your team? Well, you got to experience it yourself first, right? And I, I'm just giving you an example. I, I, you know, I know this firsthand, not just from working with clients to generate well over 100 million bucks, but firsthand. In October 2014, I walked into an impossible meeting. I had gone there as your typical, uh, if I had gone into this meeting as a typical A overachiever alpha, I'd be killing the deal before I even got a chance. So here's, here's the setup. I managed to get a meeting with Andrea Bocelli. You, you know, the guy, he's, a, he's our generation's Pavarotti, famous opera singer. And just like Pavarotti, his job began and ended with singing. His business manager was his wife, and she was a real tiger. Very, very alpha. Very in charge. Nobody messed with Veronica Bocelli to this day. So the last thing that I would have, that would have worked was to try and out alpha her. Somebody would have gotten hurt, I'm sure. And she's tiny. I'm 6'4", so she's triggered and, you know, could, could be triggered just at, at the sight of me. What happened next is exactly what's going to help you stand out in a world where changes are skewing what used to work. Here's the thing. I went into that meeting not knowing what the deal even was. I didn't have a PowerPoint. I didn't have a spreadsheet. I didn't have a detailed projection, nothing. Oh, and I didn't have any industry experience. <laughs> so it's not like I was known, you know, a known quantity in that, in that industry at all. What I did have was full mastery of myself. And when you have that, you can be available to what is, ex what is actually in front of you without needing to change it or make it something it's not. That's what we call creating space. So I asked questions. I listened, not just for what they were telling me, but for what they hadn't yet realized was potential for their business, in their business, through their words. And then I painted a picture. They saw what I needed them to see, and they wanted it. And that's when they asked my price. So typically, in the music industry, you get a percentage. 
of the deals that you bring in. Now, I can't ask for 20% of $50 million because that's basically what he was bringing in every quarter. So I told him, I produce results that no one else can, so I, I get a retainer to open impossible doors. And, and Veronica actually laughed in my face. She goes, no one in this industry gets retainers ever. Well, here's the thing. If I didn't know how to create space, I might have heard that and buckled and bought into the story in front of me instead of, instead of creating the reality that we all actually wanted and needed. I would have bought into her perceived limitation and cheated us all out of the growth that my services would have created for us all. Can you think like that? When someone says to you, no, can you, can you not buy into that story? Can you not buy into the perceived limitations and realize that they're cheating out of a co-creation in the collective, a solution that neither one of us would come up with on our own? So I said to her, look, no one in your industry can do what I do. This is how I work. It's up to you whether you want to proceed or not. Well, if you find yourself convincing people, whether it's partners or clients or your teams, it's because on some level you've bought in to the BS that they're feeding themselves. If you have to motivate your people, you're a good leader, but possibly not a Steve Jobs caliber leader. Ouch. I know. Don't buy into their BS. You want them to be lit by a fire within. You want to give them a reason to live, a reason to grow. That's what creating space is. It's the single most important skill a leader in today's rapidly changing world needs to hone. If you know how to do this one thing, create space, you'll be able to do just about everything. Why? Because you, you'll be, you will magnetize the people for whom you're solving that particular problem and you'll be able to connect them to the energy they need to get the job done simply by being there in the collective, co-creating. You don't have to do everything yourself or figure out all the answers ahead of time. Nobody has luxury of that way of being in today's fast-paced world. You can't solve the problems that are looming ahead with a PowerPoint or a carefully crafted plan. You are disrupted, my friend. We all are. The ones who will emerge as this century's leaders, the ones who will forever change the trajectory of their industries are the ones who learn to tap into the collective by co-creating the space for growth. And I truly believe that. I walked away from that meeting with Andrea Bocelli with a retainer and the commission structure. And I worked for Andrea Bocelli for two years as one of the business managers through creating space and creating my reality and disrupting, right? So to finish up before we get into the q and I'd like to give you something to think about. And this is something that you can ponder, you can talk about right now. What's the biggest disruption you think your life is facing today, whether it's business or private life? Think about it for a second and then, you know, we can discuss it. You can raise your hands and we can talk about it. But maybe we can create some space and see the possibility that's right underneath your nose so you can take in perfect action and co-create with the collective in this very room right now. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. <laughs> well, you, you know, I like to do a half an hour of talk and, uh, had to, uh, oops, just had to join some. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I like to take a half an hour of talk and a uh, half an hour of Q and a and discussion. Now, I know I talked about a lot of things in this thing, especially the beginning. It was quite heavy with the Iraqi girl and uh, with my daughter and my friend um, in the hospital. Um, and that's just the things that I told you. <laughs> you know, 
life is full of um, surprises. Life is full of these situations that if you let them pile up, if you accept them for what, for how they're being presented to you, then yeah, man, it's a tough life. But if you realize that when you can create space in everything that you do, and then you can let go of the things that you think that have to be the way they have to be, life changes. And going back to success leaves clues, what TM said, what everyone says, is I'm, I'm telling you from experience. <laughs> everything that I tell in this room is truth from the heart. And most of you know my story. If you don't know my story, grab the book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, but it has to do with homelessness and it has to do with suicide and it has to do with deep depression, losses, just crazy shit, right? But here I sit still, still crushing it, still buying companies, still having equity in, 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 in other companies. It's a constant balancing act, right? It's a constant balancing act. I don't believe in balance. I believe in integration, but I mean as far as not tipping too far on one side or tipping too far on the other side. And this, this truly has to do with the conscious application of the principles that is in our book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, that is in our program, Unleash, uh, sorry, the Humble Alpha Paradigm Upgrade Advisory Program, uh, which I know a few of you in this room have, ta- have asked me about. Um, it's a three-month program, 12 hours, um, absolutely transforming who you are in your business and in your personal life and creating that full life integration so you can step into your true identity and own your presence. That's what the program does. Um, you know, like I said, we were, we worked with Eric Adams, special assistant, um, the new mayor of New York city, um, you know, uh, real estate owners, investors, I think Liz, who's in the room here, we've worked with her group, uh, Liz Baton from the UK. I think she stepped out, but she's, Oh, there, there, there she is. And, uh, it's all based on what I'm talking about today. You know, it's all based on that. How do I, how do I take with the disruption, what's going on in my life, turn it into something good, create space, co-create with the, with the collective world around me and come out on, on the other side winning. If I sat here and told you what happened to me in the last five months, you would ask me how I'm still alive. And I promise you that, um, without, without even exa- exaggerating saying my life is horrible because it's not. But if I would focus on those things that happened to me in the last five months, uh, I wouldn't be here promise you as I stand here right now today, I wouldn't be here, but I can't focus on those. Why? Because they are energies dying off. They are bad things leaving my life. They are things to, 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 to disrupt me. That's why I said we're all disrupted right now. These are all things that are disrupting me, that are, that are forcing me to grow, that are forcing me to look at things a different way. that are forcing me to face my freaking fears. You know, with my kids, you know, in, you know, three months ago, my son fell into the neighbor's swimming pool with his full clothes on and almost drowned. So this is what I'm saying. Like, these are things that I can say, holy shit, what in the heck is going on? You know, my relationship ended. My son almost died. My daughter almost died. My girl almost died. My, my friend who's a girl almost died. Like in five months. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, Stephen, are you attracting this? That's what I could think, but I don't think that, right? That's what most people would think. I had a buddy last night tell me, Jesus, man, are you jinxed? I'm like, well, why would you even say that? Why would you even say, these are all signs, right? These are all signs. Maybe I'm not awake to something, you know? I'm sure as hell awake to my children, I can tell you that, especially now. 
And so I have to constantly create space and see where this develops. I have to constantly create space and accept what's in front of me as not the truth because I dictate the truth. I dictate my reality. I dictate where I focus. I dictate what I think on. If I allow my thoughts, which aren't real anyway, because they haven't happened yet. If I let my thoughts dictate my reality, who am I? I'm a product. I'm a byproduct. Am I an individual in that case? No, you're not. You're a byproduct of your mind. If you want to thrive, strive, win, and I don't mean always, I'm not talking you're going to be, you know, Jesse Itzler for the rest of your life. I'm just saying thrive, be happy, right? Love what you do, sit on your sofa, look out the window and so I like my life. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about millions and millions of dollars. If that's part, if, if that's your mojo, then that's awesome. If that's a byproduct of you living your best life, then that's awesome. But we cannot allow this world what's happening right now. And it, it's, it's, and I'm the reason I'm telling you this because I'm telling myself this. <laughs> Allowing this world right now with all this crap coming down, all this Ukraine and all this gas prices and all this other stuff, that can distract us real quick. But we can also turn it into an opportunity. What's, what's your opportunity? And that's, that's what I ask you. What's your opportunity? And what can we do right now with you to create some space to find some solutions and answers for you and the world around us. What do you say? All right. So, whoo, daddy, that was a good one. Oh man, <laughs> thank you we all. We felt it. We felt it. You're my therapist. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So let's 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 hear some uh, some of your thoughts or questions. You know, Stephen, oh, man, man. I, I'll, I'll pop in and, and and I'll say, you know, you you. Man, that Bosnia story, um, it, it never gets old. And yet authenticity uh, is always welcomed here, my friend. Like, listen, Stephen, you took me back. I felt like we were sitting at the table. I wanted to put my hand on your back, brother. Um, you, you said so many uh, things, right? I mean, becoming versus doing. That's extremely important, like facing our fears, um, there's so many fears, so many unknown fears that we have that we need to identify, right? But you talked about that pivot. Um, you know, I, I think the pivot is extremely important because we have to own um, the, the pivot. Uh, many, many people are facing a new frontier, right? A new chapter in life. Um, and they, they don't know how to embrace the pivot. And it starts with facing the fear and I think understanding that we are all becoming. Uh, we're so busy, we focus on doing, 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 going, running. Uh, we are becoming, but you talked about um, that escape hatch, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, reacting versus yeah. attacking and, and, and being withdrawn. Um, you know, many of us attack others, we blame, or we just withdraw and do nothing. Right. And, th and that's why we need mentors. That's why we got to be in rooms like this where people are authentic. You're not going to get a, a millionaire uh, weeping over a story. Right. Um, anywhere on Clubhouse. Uh, period. Right. Because it, it's so authentic, man. We just love you, Stephen, um, and all that you pour into us. Uh, and, and so that, that, that's that's what I have to share, too. I'm like, I yield the mic. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. There was someone else who was. Uh 
thank you thank you Stephen, for that um, wonderful share um that is amazing and that is quite refreshing as well when it comes to success strategies it's all about us being creative it's about us being able to think outside the box we know that there is war we know that there is inflation we know that things are a bit tight and things are a bit hard but it's all about being able to sit back and make lemonade out of all those lemons that we have around us Indeed, it's all about looking at all those bricks that have been thrown at us what what works for you let's work because these, okay these are, these are works, statements that we can grab yes, out of the book let's those are statements <laughs> what works for me Stephen, personally yeah, yeah. is being creative when it comes to investing in property and creative means that being able to look at other means different means that can acquire a property either with money down or no money down if i'm looking at buying properties with no money down which i've done in the past there are options there like PLO, purchase lease options. Okay, okay. Just before we get into the details of purchasing yes. real estate, I'm just trying to figure out what this has to do with what I'm talking about, my friend. <laughs> There's got to be a okay. root cause here. What's going on? <laughs> the root what cause. What's the, what's the root core of, what, of what, what you're trying to say that has to do with what we're talking about here? No, I'm just trying to time in, um, Stephen. Okay. I'm just trying to at least um, let the world know that though we may be in recession, we may be in inflation, but there are opportunities out there if only oh, yeah. we can think outside the box. That's what I'm saying, Stephen. Okay, cool. Okay, I get it. Okay, thanks. I was wondering where we we're going with the real estate. Okay, no, that's fine. No problem. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not. No, thanks I'm not, I don't no, have no, anything cool. to market or sell. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not a salesperson. People that no, know me. That, no, it's yeah. awesome because you're so you're so passionate about what you're talking about. So you just went off. It's awesome, man. Good to hear. Thanks okay, so thank much. you. Okay, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, who's who's Jan? You there? You're flashing. What's up? I am flashing. Thank you so much, Stephen, and. Um, you know, your stories and experiences, I really uh, agree with TM that, um, you know, they're just, they're the best. And uh, every week on Tuesday, I wonder what is Stephen going to say this week? <laughs> and uh, I'm, first of all, I'm really glad your son is okay. And uh, no, we don't attract these. So I agree. Um, and also love the, um, you know, all the humble alpha stories that you share, you know, you know, how to handle a whole room full of alphas that kind of brought me back to my old um, workplace of, 40 uh -huh. years where it is basically 50 to 100 alphas in the same room you know shouting at one another and you know at first I, I, I was wondering like you know why why is everyone like this you know when I first got onto the trading floor and then I remembered you know they gave us these uh, psychometric tests that they uh that we had to do and then you know they recruit you know when they recruit uh, recruited uh, fresh grads and then I realized we are all like that including myself so you know knowing how to handle yourself and all the alphas around you is not wisdom that everyone possess but you know i i'm really glad your book is now you know textbook for this and uh, it is also something that you share so graciously graciously with us uh so often here as well so i just want to give you appreciation thank you Stephen. thank you jan I, you're my favorite person on clubhouse i have to tell you <laughs> all right all right Stephen. Hey Stephen, who was Justin, Justin Conoco? But I'm gonna let the, hey Justin, what's up, brother? The lady go first, whoever that lady was. Well, it I was don't just know. Yeah, that's the first time I've been called a lady oh. on club. But no, I'm kidding. It's Mary Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mary Lynn, we have Mary Lynn, then we have Justin, then we have Jeff the entrepreneur. 
Okay, I'll make mine short, but Stephen, you know, you're talking about the dying off, and this is kind of where I'm a little conflicted right now. I'm having, when I moved from St. Pete, I lived there 48 years. Everywhere I went, everybody knew my name. I sounds like cheers, but it was like, I mean, I couldn't go anywhere. It was aggravating for people who were with me. I move over to Tampa, across the bridge, not far, but it's a whole different world. I know nobody and I'm loving it on one hand but I am feeling a little twinge of like isolation and loneliness so I've joined a meetup and you know I try and make sure I get outside but I still haven't made any like friend friends and so it's only been a few months but I like what you're saying because maybe I'm shedding the old and and nobody knowing me would you say maybe it gives me a chance to kind of absolutely reinvent? absolutely okay <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's the best thing that you could have done, in my opinion. You know, staying around the surroundings you're in is going to keep you how you are. Like, I, I, I moved to Hungary in a little village in the middle of nowhere. I don't know anybody here, right? I, I, I was a famous person in Germany. I had best-selling book. I did TV. I was a news anchor. I did MTV. All that kind of stuff. Everyone knew who I was. Just like you said, I walked down the street anywhere in Germany. Oh, there's a soldier boy. You know, everyone knew who I was. And I come to Hungary and people are like, who are you? That was the best thing I could ever do. I could recreate the things that I always wanted to recreate. I could let go of the things that I thought I had to be because of what I was doing. It was amazing. It's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity, Marilyn. Well, thank you. I, I like reframing it. I kind of feel that way. So I have to remember in those moments when I start to feel a little like, man, you know, it just can be a little lonely, but wow, look at the opportunity in it, right? Well, so, yeah, the loneliness, thank you for that. The, yeah, the loneliness, because it comes from you're looking for something to, to entertain you or to distract you from what you're actually supposed to be doing. So you, whenever you have that feeling, know that you're just trying to get away from actually doing what you're supposed to do. Ooh. So go back inside, go back inwards and be re in retrospect. It's like, why am I looking for distraction or, uh, you know, sort of companionship right now? I need to be with myself to fix this. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Hey, that was serious, yes. Stephen. That 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 that's major right there. Yeah, huge, huge. Thanks, brother. Oof. All right. Then we said Justin, and then Jeff, the entrepreneur. What's yeah, up, brother. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, you have this fascinating way about you too of taking the construction or the architecture that we make of ourselves, and then setting it aflame and burning it to nothing. And being willing to stand in that and be who you are, right? And I think the vulnerability that you share is the strongest example of being a man that I could possibly see, right? I think a lot of times we like to pretend that we're these delicate frameworks of the person that we've created, but the emotion that you shared in that story, I mean, it, it caught to my heart and my soul and really makes you think about the purpose of life, right? And I think everybody should look in the mirror a little bit more and not be afraid that, you know, we're not defined by what the world says we are. And the more we know who we are, the more prepared we are to be that next version of ourselves. So I appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, love you, brother. He said, Justin always had some massive words for me. I love it. And, you know, you're right. If, if we just stop what you're doing right now and take a second and say, what's, what's on my nerves right now? What's bothering me about my life right now? Um, change it. <laughs> change it. Do it. Move, to, move from Miami to Tampa or whatever the heck, you know, wherever you got to do. Just change it. You know, I mean, it, it's really that simple. You just got to take that imperfect action and make that change no matter what it is. You want to you wanna feel different when you get up in the morning? Move your bed to the other side of the room. I mean, it can be that simple. <laughs> or change rooms, you know? Anything, anything. Anyway, so Jeff the Entrepreneur. 
Stephen, brother, man. Dude, I love you, man. I love you so You literally, I came into this room, uh, and I've, I've kind of changed. Actually, I used to come on Clubhouse, be addicted to it, came off it for a while because of that until I hit certain targets, right? But the, right. Way, the way you share, man, brother, like, I, man, I, I, I miss hearing your, the way you, the leadership you have, what you've been through. Dude, you make everything possible. You make me want to run through the wall. It makes me my old uh, football coach. So literally, <laughs> man, I just want to say I appreciate you so much. Um, and just I, I love that, man. When you're saying change, I was thinking of like a few things in my mind. Like, yeah, let me just change because uh, I'm, I'm going to be getting a new car soon. And it just drives me nuts that I'm, you know, I, I used to as an entrepreneur, I used to have this badge of honor that I drove a Mazda 3 with no AC. And I was waiting until I moved. I was like, no, I can go buy a car right now. What am I doing? I'll be so much better if I go. I'm getting up to go to the yeah. gym. I get a better car. So you guys will see a new car soon. So thank you, Steven. <laughs> awesome, Jeff. Thanks so much. Hey, Liz, are you there? By any chance, Liz Baden? By chance, I love Liz Jan's my favorite too, by the way. Oh, sure. I love Jan. What's that? I said, I love Jan. She's my favorite too. I, she, yeah, right? Oh, my right? God. Jimmy, come on. Yeah, no denying so it, brother. No denying it. <laughs> All right. So we got a couple more minutes left. Who, who else has something to add and would like to ask a question? Stephen, good morning. It's Linnell. How are you? Hello, Linnell. After that, we'll go to Monica. All right. Awesome. So here's the thing. Um, you know, it's funny that you're talking about the furniture and you move your furniture if you want to feel a little bit different. Changes are only constants in life. And I think when we when we accept the fact that change is always going to be present, that's when we really take our power back. Nothing that's ever going to stay the same. It may be friendships. It may be relationships. It may be, you know, where you're going to live, what you're going to do. But I think that's such a good example that it's even a little bit of change can really make a big difference. So thank you so much for sharing that this morning, Stephen. Appreciate your friendship. So proud of you. And I'll go ahead and mute myself out. This is Linnell. Oh, Linnell. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Hey, Liz, uh, be, be, before we go on to Monica, Liz just showed up. If Liz, I'm going to call on you after Monica, so get ready. Monica. <laughs> get ready, Liz. This is Monica. <laughs> the turquoise ring. Um, Stephen, what you said is, uh, first of all, powerful segment, as always, sir. And you said what you said reminded me of something yesterday. Uh, I was in a conversation, and complaints anything we're complaining about is always pointing to something that we want and aren't getting. And that's our mm. opportunity. I that's our that. opportunity to look and say, can, what can I control about this situation and what can I not control about it? And you just explained beautifully about when you're in the desert and this little girl comes to you that, you know, one could say, this is a serious complaint, right? This is not what I want, but what can I control right now? And what variables do I have to let go? And I think, Part of our, our struggle as a human in the human condition is that we focus our energies on so many things we can't control. Meanwhile, we don't give attention to the things we can, and that sets us even farther back. So what a fabulous segment uh, you offered this morning, sir. Thank you. I love you. Thanks. My, my cousin calls me sir. <laughs> Come on, Monica. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Liz, are you there? Bring it on. I'm here. I'm here. And I'm so sorry if I... Um too much but I just I, I know you and I know that 
you deeply are it's a deep conviction every single thing you say has such deep conviction that anyone listening to you will feel the truth of it, it we all know it's true and just as monica was saying there um <laughs> it's so funny because i've had quite a, a couple of days where it's just been complaint after complaint after complaint every single thing has challenged me massively yeah. and i've made it about i've made it about self-improvement rather than getting angry although if anyone reads my facebook post today you'll see i was getting quite angry <laughs> um, <laughs> i do like a rant yeah. but but you are somebody that just offers solutions you just have a, it's it's almost it almost becomes an autopilot Stephen. and i don't know how long that took you to develop but listening to tm as well this morning when this segment started it's just that those actions that you just take day by day, completely um, conscious at first, it become unconscious. And now you're the person that I would go to with any problem at all, even if it's something you'd never, ever heard of, because I know that you would look at it from a different angle. And with that sense of conviction that you may not know the way to the answer, but you know there is a way to the answer. Oh, wow. Look at Liz. Eloquent words. Liz has the high net network. Uh, she's built um, from. I met her in Clubhouse over a yes. year ago, in the one of the one of the British rooms, and um, uh, when I used to hang out in the British rooms, and uh, <clears throat> she has built uh, quite an empire now in the high net network, um, all through basically Europe. There's also in Dubai. I think there was a meeting now as well. Yes, and uh, I'm actually speaking at your gig, or we're yes. having a gig. Uh, yes, in uh, London on the I don't know. 13th, 14th, 12th. or 15th, or something like that. Yeah, 12th of yeah. April. 12th of April. Um, you're with us, but and we'll, we'll be introducing you to some of the other people on the um, 13th as well. So, so excited to see you. I mean, you are well, well in uh, the UK, Stephen. We desperately want you to come and live here. <laughs> yes, well, we hey. do. Okay, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you for that statement later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Thank you, Liz. All right, awesome. Anyone else would like to add anything today? We have a few minutes left. I would like left. to add, if that's okay. Good morning, Breakfast of Champions. Good morning, Stephen. It's the conference coach, Destiny Blake. I had the pleasure of interviewing you a couple of weeks ago. And I must say, oh my goodness, the <clears throat> conviction that you left our audience with was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I overheard you telling your story a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I have to get him on. And it was just superb. Um, just something like what Liz was saying just now, which was so phenomenal. It's almost like every situation that you find yourself in, you automatically pivot straight out of it. So even before you find yourself in that situation, um, the beautiful thing about your story and how you tell your story, you tell it from a place of hope. And that's what I absolutely love. You don't tell it from a place of defeat. Um, and we just want to say thank you again for sh continuously sharing your story. So many people need to hear it. So keep pushing. Thank you so much. Wow. That's amazing. Great. Great to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I love, I love hearing my, uh, the reflection of what I say put into such simple words because I can't always put it into simple words. So thank you so much how you just made that so clear. Monica too. It's crazy. Love it. All right. Who's next? Got a few minutes. Good morning. This is Winifred. I just wanted to just um, concur with what she shared. I think when I hear you speak, I've, I've been on this um, club um, room since January 19th, um, 2021, and I kind of really miss a session. 
Um, but every time I hear you speak, the 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 thing that the 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 word that comes to my mind is hope dealers. I think one of the things I love about this room is the fact that you people are really authentic. The moderators, you you tell your story from the first person, and you tell the truth of where you have been and where you are now. And so it gives us who are listening hope that we can actually get get out of whatever mess we are in. So especially when you talk being a veteran and you 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 tell the story of I've heard that story of the of the girl with the with the dot and but you take me to that place, you know, to the to Iraq, to the war. And so the way you tell your story, I travel there, but I don't just stay in Iraq. I come back to reality and I come back to a person who has multiple businesses. So you are just an excellent storyteller. Please continue to share that story because because it it, it the, the the charge in that story. I'm an I'm an electrical engineer, so I love to talk about energy. The charge <laughs> in that story is so positive, and when you share it, it it that that energy transfers all through the airwaves to us. Yes, and it helps us take the next step forward in our lives, no matter where we are. So thank you for sharing your story and keep on slaying. I'm Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate those words quite, uh, quite touching. Adrian, you, you had unmuted before. Good morning, everyone. I just want to say thank you guys so much. This room is amazing. You guys give so much value. I have a list of books on my reading list just from all of the speakers in this room. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome to give you a chance. To... Anyone else? Scott, you were unmuted. You want to say something, brother? No? Okay. Who was that? Meredith. How are you doing, Stephen? Go for it. So, all right. Um, you were telling your story, um, and you said there was death all around you. Um, I feel like at that point you were going through a major life change, and I guess you were just seeing the death of the old persona versus the new. Uh, going through a rebirth, uh, becoming a totally different person and going into a new phase of your life. Um, I can relate to that. Um, I know that the universe will remove things that no longer serve us. So, um, you know, going through a divorce, uh, you're removing what no longer serves you. You know, you don't get along with your partner anymore. You have to move on, you know, and be happy. Um, I've been seeing a lot of that in my own life, and that with this uh, spiritual journey I've been on, I have, you know, had people removed, people in situations removed from my life, and have lost that habit. So I, I just attribute all that to a positive thing. You know, a lot of people yes. look at it as a, as a negative thing, and it's not. Anytime yeah. change happens, you gotta look at it. As, just be positive about it. You know. That's right. That's it right. happens. It happens for you. It's happening for you, not happening to you. That's, That's right. All Thank you so much for that. We got time for one more, then we got to skedaddle. Stephen. Hey, um, Stephen. This is yes. Shana speaking. Who? This is Shana speaking. Hey, Shana. I, I just wanted to say um, thank you for just being because I when I first came on uh, Breakfast with Champions, I I heard your story. And you talked about the development of core pin principles. And I had uh -huh. to look inwardly and say, hey, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Like, I have a lot of stuff done. But 
how am I showing up personally for this business? How am I showing up personally for my life? And in doing that, it made me tap into some of my gifts and, and really hone in on those. And one of them being the most, the most prominent being creativity and really channeling the creativity into every aspect of my life. And yes. developing a roadmap to joy and excellence and really just rising to a better state of being. And I owe that to Breakfast with Champions and all of you guys. Like, you have, honestly, you guys have been, like, mentors to me. And I have a testament right now. My husband's in the car, and he's like, "It's you're waking up early? I don't know who you are anymore because you're, like, a different person. He's laughing right now. <laughs> but it's so true. Guys, she was a night owl. She's waking up at 4 a.m. every day. All this right. Is- not Shayna. <laughs> this is the new Shayna. You better, you better say that. It's the new Shayna. New <laughs> but, but it's honestly um, a really amazing experience. And I'm so happy to be here and excited to be amongst all of you. Um, I think about some stories that I've heard, like Tion helping his, his mom and transforming her life and, you know, her being a millionaire. I was just like, wow, that's something that I want to do for my mom. You know, it's just, it's, it's very, very, very humbling to be amongst such great people. And I'm very thankful. This is Shana and I'm done speaking. Thank you so much, Shana. We are at the end of our Steven? time. Steven? Steven. Steven. Yes. Steven? Yes. Can I, can yes. I pop in for one quick second? Mm-hmm. Hi, hi. Chime in. Chiming in from British Columbia. Um, I'm up. My daughter has chicken pox. It's about 3.30 in the morning here. But I wanted to just say thank you so much for your words today. I am, um, before I turned on Clubhouse, I've been speaking with my Russian and Ukrainian friends, and it's been brutal um, just seeing how they can continue to paint and, and with all that's going on. So just wanted to say thank you for those words of encouragement because all of us are trying to pivot. You know, I'm trying to keep them painting and uh, encouraged and just keeping in contact with them because it's freaking scary right now for, for the, my beautiful uh, Russian artists and my just amazingly uh, wonderful Ukrainian artists. So was just up talking to them all and trying to keep in touch because we're losing communication and uh, your words couldn't have meant more to me at this hour of the morning with all that's going on in my life, nothing compared to what's going on in their lives. And uh, just wanted to say thank you before you, uh, you left today. So my name's Cheryl and, and thank you to Clubhouse for everybody because I listened to you guys in the middle of the night all the time here and and you're you're three hours ahead and uh, it's been a year and you've meant everything to me and I don't even know know any of you and uh, just know that you know some of us who don't speak very often uh, appreciate you all very much and my name's Cheryl and I'm done speaking thank you so much Cheryl I really appreciate that there was one more person that, that spoke out for a second who was that it was a guy it was me there he is I thought so it was a guy <laughs> yeah, it was a guy. It was, it was a guy. Um, it was it was this guy right here. Um, yeah, and and basically, Stephen, I want to say thank you. First of all, I just want to say thank you. I am so grateful for our friendship, the relationship we've developed over the last few years, and I appreciate all that you bring, like the heart that you bring to our table. Would you guys agree? Brent, make some noise if if. Even brings heart yeah, yeah. with him to the breakfast table. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. oh heart. Yes. heart. More heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Right. He definitely does. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate you. Uh, great friend. Everyone in the room, thank you so much for having me. I do have to duck out for my next call. Um, I'm going to be handing it over. Glenn, if you want to hand over, or I can hand it over to Michelle, the wonderful Michelle. Take care. And remember that one thing that we always say, right? 
What's that one thing we always say? It's all about quality of life. Quality of life. There we go. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.